welcome to the PsychoWise podcast. We explore how women can expand in pleasure and wisdom spanning all cycles and seasons of womanhood. This is a body-centered approach to living where your body is your personal resource for you to live as the woman you came here to be. I'm Indigo Moon, and if you want to turn on your cyclic woman and wisdom, if you want to become untamed and awake to your own power, then join me as we dive into all areas of embodied soulful living. Today we're talking about menopause, perhaps the cyclic phase that is the least talked about, and also the one that for many is shrouded in even more mystery and sometimes shame compared to our menstrual cycles. I've invited Greta, an amazing woman I've had the pleasure of diving deep with as a client in my mentoring program, and I've seen firsthand the way she has soulfully unfolded her season of menopause as a catalyst to step into more wisdom and personal leadership. Greta has an intuitive spiritual approach to menopause, and she supports women through all aspects of menopause from physical, mental, emotional, to spiritual changes that may arise during the season of life. Thank you for being here, Greta. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I'm so excited that you wanted to come and talk to me. And I really want to actually start with getting some definitions out of the way first, because I do talk to many women that kind of get confused about what's perimenopause, what actually defines menopause, what do you mean when you talk about menopause? And so we've got perimenopause, which means around menopause, and it refers to that time where your body makes or begins to make the natural transition to menopause. So this is the cyclic phase where your hormones slowly start to transition and complete your fertile era of life. And for some women, it'll be a short period of time with few changes to their cycles. And for some women, it'll actually be many years of changing cycles and potentially even quite a few symptoms that kind of sign their way through what their body might need as their cycles change. And women start at different ages, often around their 40s, but again, it varies. And then when we're talking menopause, that's actually the completion of your transition, medically speaking at least, because medically it is defined as when you've had a full year with no ovulatory cycles. And on average, this is usually somewhere in the early 50s, But again, it varies for each woman and it's really unique what that looks like and what the journey she has taken to arrive there. So a lot of the conversation we have around menopause potentially often refers to perimenopause symptoms. But if we start thinking from a more wise woman perspective, these phases also blend together and each woman's transition is deeply personal. And it's really a longer journey of transitioning and landing in a new season of life on so many levels. And of course, there's so much more than the physical symptoms. 
So I'd love to actually hear, Greta, do you have a personal definition of what menopause means to you in a more holistic way? Yeah, I I often have women contacting me, asking me if I think they are in their menopause or perimenopause. And because it's so looked at as almost a medical condition or a lack of especially estrogen, I, I just decided to go completely the other way and say that if you're over 42, you're probably going towards that time of your life mm. where you transition into the wise woman. So I use the wise woman, the inner wise woman, as, a, as an anchor for your wisdom, um, your potential, and your feminine power going through those years and using that inner power to help you transition into new possibilities and um, your inner wildness or yeah, your inner power. So I often see that an emotional or spiritual change comes before the physical change that we know mm. menopause. Um, but I also do think that a lot of women are mostly aware of the physical changes um, and that has to do with is my um, perspective that it is kind of painful right being hit by you know all the physical symptoms that your body goes through when your hormones change when you step into your your wise self um, that's always been there with you but now it's like a portal opening into this whole new wisdom uh, inside you. I, I actually never talk about perimenopause or menopause because I, I never understood the words menopause because it's not a pause. It's like <laughs> it's an end and it's a new beginning. Yeah. So um, I, and very alive. <laughs> and and. In Danish, we have a word for it that I actually love more, and that's, um, you know, transition time. Yeah, <laughs> I love it too. The age of transition, if you translate it directly into English, and I actually love that word, and I know a lot of women hate it, like even if they don't know what it's all about, but I actually like like that word. Yeah, I love it too. There's something very... I don't know, inclusive about age of transition that feels like we also get to define for ourselves what that means. Yeah. But I think you're speaking to something that is kind of linked into how we define menopause, right? Because besides those factual definition of what menopause might entail, there's also the ways we've come to define this season of life in often less desirable ways. Yeah. So I'm kind of thinking about we also define menopause with all the images and feeling that come up for us when we think about menopause. Yeah. I actually had a client recently where we talked about preparing for menopause and she shared that every time I said the word menopause, her body just shrank. Yeah. And that word just conjured up a lot of associ associations and definition yeah. that didn't feel good. Yeah. But that's also, you know, it's it's a cultural thing that we, the way we look at menopause 
is from a physical point of view, we do not have all the other layers of our being with us. And that's why I journey through all of them when I support women going through this phase of life. Um, so if we strip everything that is us down to only the physical thing, I find that menopause or the years of transition, they get so painful, you get so much, your ego will rise to the fullest, <laughs> the highest. Um, so I kind of see menopause as, you know, a time in our life where if you haven't done it already, you can explore other levels of yourself. Or if you have done that previously, you can even dive deeper into your inner knowing and your inner remembrance and your inner wisdom on all levels of your life in, in every aspect of your life. So I really broaden it out and really look at it from, you know, like the Greeks used to see uh, women in hitting the years of menopause as a woman standing on top of a ladder with a, an overview and clear-minded and uh, mm. having that much wisdom. And from there, being able to help others in a way even more than if you did that before, then you can step into a deeper um wisdom around that as well yeah so I, I i do work with the inner wise woman to explore her and to be curious about her and to travel with her and dance with her not only through the years of menopause but through the rest of your life yeah yeah so what i'm hearing is that we really actually begin to reclaim and welcome this season of life when we broaden our view of what it entails, that it's not only the physical yeah. changes, it's actually so much more. And there's a lot available for us that becomes available to us in a new way because each cyclic phase of our life is new and offers different things. Exactly. So cyclic-wise, I, I mean, I was doing that before, but I transitioned into really being curious and really dive deep into moon phases and sun phases. I mean, traveling with the wheel of the year. And so really exploring that even more in relation to my inner wise woman to use that cyclic wisdom to continue to be curious, continue to uh, listen within, look at myself being in contact with my intuition and live from that place in myself. Yeah. So mm. that's, I mean, the, I think the work you do, right? So I just evolved yeah. on that. Yeah. Yeah. So using the, the work with the moon and the sun and these kind of like outward cyclic changes to really yeah. anchor in to your own wisdom and where you're at exactly. in your cyclic life. I'm curious, you know, there's something that something that I often think about menopause as part of the reason why it confronts us the way it does, and not the only one, there's many reasons, right? But one of them I often think is due to the fact that we grow up in a world where there is very little for many women work around what it means to become a woman, a grown woman working with her cycles and potentially using her cycles for what I think they're part of ripening yeah. us 
on all levels, emotionally, spiritually, as a woman, the woman we came here to be. And I think essentially a lot of women arrive at menopause a little bit young inside, (laughs) a little bit unripened, a little bit unsure of how to actually approach potentially the bigness of what they do feel is available for them, but how to actually work with the cyclic wisdom there because they haven't done it yet. They haven't had years of working with their menstrual cycle. They haven't had years of really being tuned in to their body and their inner woman, their soul, whatever that looks like. And so we arrive a little empty-handed yeah. in a way. Yeah, and, and I I mean, I mean that that's my perspective at least that that my generation compared to your generation i mean we're even more kind of lost <laughs> um because our upbringing has been more i mean my mother loved that i i mean she kind of really supported me into getting a job and uh, earning my own money so that i wouldn't have to get married to be financially secure, I mean, so that I wouldn't <laughs> make the mistakes she made. So, I mean, yeah. and I think a lot of women my age are even more bound of cultural stigmatizing about what a woman is. And, and I mean, we're also fallen into thinking that when our life is painful, we need medicine, we need help we cannot fix ourselves (laughs) we cannot stand there strong with ourselves when we go through difficult times in our lives and I mean going through the teenage year becoming pregnant giving birth breastfeeding and then going into the years of menopause it's like it's it's kind of leading up to and getting more and more intense and awakening more and more inner wisdom and just like you said if if you don't go with this inner voice you have your intuition your inner woman like you call it or inner wisdom whatever you call it if you're not kind of schooled in using this power I mean I completely understand why women it's not that I'm against taking hormones going through menopause or the years in transition but it's like it becomes a thing you do because it's completely overwhelming yeah so I had a talk with a midwife uh, last week and I asked her do do you feel like women are completely so afraid of pain and so afraid of a process that is completely natural a process that their body is built to do like going through menopause so she had actually some thoughts about, yeah, that we are we are absolutely not in contact with our body at all. Well, some of us are, and it's always something you could explore and something you could add on to. But she sees that a lot. Yeah, women are really afraid of giving birth, and and I often talk with my clients. I often talk about pain. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's really really interesting that these big shifts in our life are painful. I mean, you wrote such a great post the other day about breastfeeding being painful and 
being a, a, a challenge and how you also could embrace that as a process of going through breastfeeding your child. Um, and I know you've said some words about giving birth earlier. So it's like, I feel that my generation, we are we are just not into something that is painful. We kind of, it's like water on oil. We kind of try to get away from it. Instinct. So it, it's yeah. like, that's our instinct that we arrive at menopause with, that we, we don't want it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you're speaking to something that I've often thought about. And, you know, if pain comes up, it's a messenger yeah. <laughs> of what's needed because that's what that post was about, that I've noticed for myself that in breastfeeding, the times I've had mastitis or a plugged breast or a blocked breast, it's been because of emotions that were calling me. It's been because I needed more support. That pain was a very clear messenger of what I was carrying. And when it comes to like birth and menopause, I really thought about how there is that correlation that when we approach birth, even if we are in a place where we actually have learned about the power of giving birth and really trust in what a magnificent experience the intensity of that also is, then there can still be that cultural kind of norm on top of it that's like, but can you really do it? Yeah. Are you sure yeah. you can handle it? Because you know, there's all these voices saying that you can't really handle it, not without pain medication and, you know, a surgery available yeah. at any given point that you might need it. And like you say, menopause has become a little bit the same way, where even when, for me, I certainly have some positive associations with menopause, especially because I've gotten to work with women like <laughs> you in the season of life and something that I've noticed that is very inspiring to me. The women that I work with in this season of life, they're very yeah. ready. They're very ripe to really dive in. There's no hesitation in the same way that at a younger age, we often have a little bit more hesitation. Yeah. And that lack of hesitation, because time is now, is so beautiful, so inspiring. But even with the positive associations, I still find myself sometimes thinking, huh, it's really interesting. So people are kind of saying almost that we're not really able to handle menopause yeah. naturally. We need, you know, hormones added because we can't handle the transition, physically speaking. We can't handle the intensity of what happens. We can't handle yeah. aging. What does that it's mean? <laughs> like, it's confu it's a confusing yeah. message. And it's the only thing that is 100% sure. <laughs> that is, that we're, while we're here, we're going to get older. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so intertwined in culture and family history. And I can still see my mother going waving about when she had her heat moments and, um, you know, sufferings in silence <laughs> um so it is yeah it, it's really really interesting and and i also think that even if you dive deep and you're used to working with your intuition and seeing yourself as a spiritual being and intuitive being a uh, i mean i still think it's painful going through menopause it's it's there are painful aspects of it 
And of course, if you don't see that as a possibility, I can completely understand why women choose to bypass this doing a lot of supplements or hormones or yeah, whatever is needed not to feel that frustration or doubt or insecurity or physical um yeah you know it's it it is like an earthquake it's it's like a birth is a pregnancy and a birth is like an an earthquake <laughs> bodily and and like menopause is like a birth that is extended for several years and not even in a linear way it's, it can bounce back up and down and up and down and these phases of insecurity can come and and that's why I find it interesting working with women going through menopause it's like to always kind of prepare yourself to be curious and loving towards yourself yeah really loving towards yourself when these tides of change come and to learn how to use it as just like you said what is this a message to me about yeah yeah, I really resonate with that, that there's something we really lose when we escape from pain all the time, and that is that pain is part of human making. I think it always has been. Yeah. We need to learn to work with pain and learn how to approach it and kind of sit in the fire of pain and yeah. see where it wants to take us and what it really means to show up to it. Because it doesn't, you know, embracing pain doesn't mean putting a positive sticker on it. It can feel really shitty and it gets to be shitty sometimes. It just means having respect for pain as a part of the human experience and one that we're actually strong enough to learn to work with. We don't have to have all the answers. None of us do. But we get to ripen. We get to learn how to approach this, how to dive into this pain and use it as an ally in who we're becoming. Yeah. And that's why when I when I work with my clients, there is always this element of almost mental training. <laughs> because I mean if if you go with the pain and let it overflow you, I mean that's what we have to do. <laughs> but when it takes the lead, that's when menopause becomes I mean, the most painful experience uh, of your life. And um, so, you I mean, I've used all my tools that I know about the ego and my mind and my thoughts and my emotions. I mean, that's just like you said, we need, pa I mean, pain <laughs> is um, necessary. The fire is necessary for us to change and transform. Um so it's how you travel with the fire, how you use the fire and how much time and energy you give to wanting to put out the fire or go away from the fire. So I always recommend to to be very aware of where you are in the process of nurturing the fire or going with the power of the fire or if you want to step away or not look into the fire. Um, you can have that as well, but but if that's kind of the headline of your transition years, it, it is really painful. So having this curious and and loving connection inwards and being honest and and yeah, curious about where are my thoughts, 
how do I feel in my body? What are my feelings? I mean, you do that and me as well as a daily practice, listening in. Yeah. You cannot, I mean, when you go through menopause, I mean, that's again my, that's how I frame it. And if you want your menopause to be a step in, a portal into the most powerful years of your life, stepping into your inner wisdom like you've never done before, stepping into this second spring, as the Japanese call it. Yeah, I love that. that the best time of your life. I mean, you need to do some inner work. And it needs to be a juggle between the physical, the mental, the emotional, the energetic, and the spiritual. So, I mean, I do see that we have a lot less physical symptoms when we are aligned in body, mind, and soul. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. No doubt about that. So that's why I also bring in this element of the soul or the spiritual connection that each of us have to whatever uh, uh, that might be for each woman. But I see that what everybody else calls menopause or these years of transition, that is actually a great gift that we get so many years to learn how to juggle, to stay connected. We get to practice to be curious. We get to practice to be loving towards ourselves. We need to practice listening to our inner wisdom, or in a woman, but with the headline of making it even deeper and more feminine power. And I actually see the menopause as a, um, and I know you do as well, it's it's not all about the feminine qualities and and the, the power in the feminine. I mean, for me, menopause was really learning how to juggle the masculine qualities and the feminine qualities Mm -hmm. because the fire in menopause is like really masculine right so so it's really um for me it was kind of i i really needed to do something i mean to take action in a different way than leading up to my years of menopause so i really had had to handle the I mean, I've been exploring the feminine for many, many years, but I really needed to get a grip of the masculine energy as well in a yeah. positive, I mean, I call it the positive masculine, but but it's it's like transitioning from the negative, the if you could call that the negative feminine, into, into the positive feminine and then blending into the positive masculine. It's like really juggling and blending and being curious and trying things out and noting what really on a day-to-day basis is like the most interesting learning experience I've ever had (laughs) really yeah 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 so beautiful and you really speak to that importance that it starts with awareness building that awareness so we can actually step back and be in relation to these different energies and feelings and things that play in us so developing that awareness so we can actually have a place to land that's slightly more neutral and we can really see what is happening what is coming up for me what are the things what is the fire that's also what it really means to work with your feminine center I don't use so much the masculine feminine as a way of understanding the feminine center 
But that way of developing awareness and being in conversation is how you get to actually notice what's there and name it in a way that makes sense to you and name it in a way that makes it something that you want to step closer to, something you want to turn into an ally and resource because all of this energy is inside of you and it's available for you as a resource at every stage of life. Yeah, and I, I felt that in myself as well, that if you don't tap into this power you have within you, it becomes so stressful. It's like your soul is kind of screaming. <laughs> yes. Look at me, look at me. And you're, you're kind of, your intuition is kind of really firing up and then you're putting a lid on it, trying to put it down because you're, you need to go to work, you need to earn your money, you need to do this. And so it's really, I'm so grateful that menopause is so many years of transition. And I do see a lot of women go stepping into leading much simpler lives. So it's, it's you know, more what some would call minimalistic or valuing being close with your partner and your kids more than the surroundings you have to be close. Yeah. And you cannot develop a... Um, and I'm sure you you see that as well. You you cannot develop a, a strong connection with your your feminine center, your inner feminine wisdom, without being connected to nature. It's like almost. I mean, I I, I see that if if that hasn't been rising in you, then the connection to nature gets to, through the years of menopause. It's really calling calling at you. So. Yeah, I agree. I mean, beginning to relate to the earth is part of learning to relate to the earth of your own body. And when you come from this inner woman, your feminine center, it's it's like, I'm okay with not being okay right now. It's like really something that's helped me through the years of transition. Um, it's painful right now, and that's okay. Right now, I don't know what to do with it, but I will find my way. It's like really something I've I've said to myself and to yeah. com comfort myself and to also kind of, you know, be being able to travel with the transition in body, mind and spirit. It's, I mean, it is on all levels. It and, is. Yeah. And it, I, I felt it, but, but I read about it that like the veil to your soul it's it's lifted away even more when you step into the years of menopause so it is the soulful living becomes more essential yeah it's so stressful for for i mean it's so stressful for women not to be in contact with our bodies but it's so even more stressful overhearing your your inner truth your inner voice in in the years of menopause so it's it's like we get this life to to transition into even more interesting versions uh, of ourselves uh, stepping into versions where we are more free and even more in touch with who we really are yeah i love that and what it made me think of was that when you're sharing about this stage of life being one where women often really kind of get down to the basics that really matter. 
the things in their life that their soul really, really want to fill their day-to-day life with, that we could even almost use that as a way to think a little more positively about the hormonal transition because I think the hormonal transition and aging can be confronting for all of us. I mean, it is the death of and decay of being human, right? And it gets to be confronting. It's, it's part of it. But hormonally speaking, the hormones changing are also part of what changes the way our brain works in terms of how we see things. And that season of life in menopause where our estrogen has lowered, we get a little bit more into a place where those hormones the, or lack of the hormones are actually helping us be a little bit more like, no more bullshit. I'm just going to be myself because we're not in that sort of place where estrogen is driving us to mother and create and tend and befriend all the time in the same way. Yeah. And so there's something to say about what we gain from that transition, physically speaking, as well, because the physical transition also opens up some of the doors. Some of those doors are painful, but there's stuff for us there. That's at least what I want to believe and what I want to think. Yeah, but that's also because you kind of, even though I don't want to see it in a linear way and we have foundation and then we build on that, it's it's not the way I see it, but in lack of other ways to describe it, it's, it's when you go with your feminine center, your inner wisdom, intuition, you, 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 you just, you really build a safer foundation for yourself and you do also align with what you really want and an energetic imprint that gets you what you want (laughs) so so it's yeah it's really really interesting I mean you do have all these shifts in the woman's other transition phases as well but it's really clear when you go through menopause it's really like in your face (laughs) yeah yeah you can't run away from it it's coming to claim you yeah it is all of us (laughs) and um and i've always had an inner knowing that that would be powerful and that i would love to embrace it from that perspective and i knew i was going to work with women going through menopause before I even, before I stopped my bleedings. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I had to be patient and wait and, um, and dive even deeper in myself. Also to get comfortable with having a position where I lead other women into their power. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, you did the work to get there. Yay, I did. Yeah, I do. I I mean, and it never stops. It's like, but it's, I mean, the things I've, I mean, the strength I have, I cannot tell you. I mean, I have, I've never felt so strong in my life. And I, I know that my clients will agree with me that it's, it's really, really, and, and I mean, strong on all levels, body, mind, spirit. And you can explain that with the lowering of estrogen that you get into the snow bs mode but um it's more for sure it's more than that i had i had a woman asking me she was telling me yeah we i just quit my job we sell our house we're going around on a boat sailing around the world and 
I'm not sure if I want to take some pets on the boat trip around the world so that I have some because I might go into menopause and when do you think I will go into menopause? I will, my, my, my answer was just, you are in menopause because that's exactly what women going through menopause do. It's like they say, no more BS. No more. Yes. So, and then I do see a lot of women being frustrated because they, they can feel the no more, but they don't know what to do because they're, you know, messed up in <laughs> a work they don't like, um, relations that are not supporting them, um, not being able to go with that inner voice that takes them in another direction. So I often see that even notions that you have in your teen years, they resurface during menopause. So that's playing music, drawing, you know, all these creative abilities that we have, they have been taken away or we have given them less value. I don't know why <laughs> for that might be different, but, but they're kind of resurfacing. And that's a really great way to help you through the years in menopause. That is being creative in whatever way, if it's knitting or drawing or playing music or dancing or whatever it's like yeah. using that creative force and playing with it and see what you so I started doing a lot of um, using my hands to do different kind of decorations for my house and yeah so really following that intuitive voice and that creativity in terms of where it wants to take you and you've spoken to something that you've seen in many women that you've worked with that there can be this place where when you enter into menopause and or begin sort of sensing that this transitional time is coming to claim you and you're starting to feel it sprout in your life, yeah. that it can feel overwhelming, right? Yeah. And that you've noticed that sometimes the ego comes in and takes the charge and the power away from your intuitive voice. And sometimes women start kind of numbing themselves a little bit. Tell us more about what you notice. Mm, yeah, you describe it very well, I think, by calling it numbing. I see that that women get really get confused about where they're heading, what do I like, what do I want. Yeah, they get shaken up a bit. And I do see a lot of women using alcohol to numb that. And that is actually the worst time in your life to start drinking more. <laughs> Yeah, but so true. There is a better time, I don't know, but uh, yeah, that is really um, something that affects your hormones in a way we do not want them to affect us. So, But I do see women numbing out with loads of supplements. Uh, we have to take this to make our skin not wrinkle. We have to do... So it's really... Becoming a bit obsessive about how to not go into the transition. Yeah. Yeah, embrace the mess. There has to be that point of embracing the mess. Like yeah. that is the very core of a transition. There's going to be a time where it's a little more wobbly, where it's a little bit more up in the air and you're not sure yet what pieces of you are landing. And you actually have to stay there a while. Yeah. You have to marinate. And all of us 
get very uncomfortable in that space. It is human and it is natural. Yeah. But I do believe that if you if you work with yourself like you've just described, marinate and then do something else, you know, you get a quicker transition from when you stand in something difficult, whatever that might be. <laughs> yeah. You 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 do develop a skill to be this to be the woman that has an overview of things that might be marinating but is not drowning themselves in whatever is painful or difficult or an issue. So you you are on the ladder, or I love to call it, and you have this eagle view of mm. of whatever is happening, and and from there you take action and you communicate, and yeah. So and that is also a space where your ego is not running things. Yeah. Or I could call it the inner wise woman. So you have your young woman, you have your mature woman, you have your wise woman. And and all of that combined is where you live from and you make your decisions and where you communicate from. And sometimes it's you don't do that and then you just, you know, you, you try you try to do it the next time. I mean, it's not about being perfect or having this frame that you have to be in this frame to do the work. Yeah, it's about having real resources yeah. to support you. It's not about being someone specific or doing something specific, but developing these really real resources that are available within your womanly landscape, yeah. within your cyclic season, that are there to help you to become more you. Yeah. It's and it's so beautiful, really. And And it's really also about, because a lot of the women that are my clients, they have been on all different kinds of courses and have all different kinds of educations and they're healers. And I mean, they know, I mean, women have never known as much as we do today or maybe many years ago we did. But um, but it's like it's made women more confused and even more numb as you as you spoke. Of. Yeah. So it's, it's like we know so much, but but it's not integrated. I also work with women, you know, so that they integrate what tools are good for them. So I don't have 10 tools and you have to use these 10, 10 tools or your menopause will never go a good way. It's like really diving in inwards. And I mean, be aware of the tools that you have, but also be aware which of them you actually use and which yes. help you transform. And, and keep you steady and keep your energy st steady and help you dive deeper within and be okay with not being okay. And so it's really individual. Yeah, I love that. And that's the real essence of the wise woman, right? You know, trusting yourself yeah. to actually make choices for yourself, guide yourself. Yeah. That's a real powerful place to land. Yeah. And also... Step away. It's like if you if you feel that you're not connected and you're about to make a important decision, step away and reconnect and go back when you're fully aware of what you want and what you don't want and yeah. the direction. Um, and 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 to do that, you need your tools to get there. But I see a lot of women using tools to de-stress 
so it's like you you de- you use the tools to de-stress, um, and then you go back into stress, and then you use the tools to de-stress. Uh, so you do not get to use the tools to dive deeper. Mm. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think what you're saying is that sometimes those tools to de-stress becomes almost a bypass to avoid the middle of kind of sitting and facing it. Is that true? So so you you do all the right things. <laughs> yeah. You stand on Mother Earth and you you get grounded, but you do not connect into how you're feeling and do not listen and take actions on what yes. you're feeling. So yeah. like it's it's great to meditate. So you meditate and you feel better afterwards, but you do not use the connection you get inwards when you meditate to travel deeper or to to give yourself more time to what does this space you created for yourself feel like and take time to explore it and to take time to listen listen even deeper. So it's like you you yeah. you meditate it's 20 minutes and then off to the next task of the day because it's good to meditate and it's right to meditate but you you do not use it as a tool to dive deeper yeah you got to really integrate marinate and take action on what it means to actually become yeah. that woman that you feel is emerging inside of you in a very real practical way as well so for me going into the years of transition and the rest of my life and the rest of my clients' life is a way to teach them how to um, give more space to that inner voice and to act on it. And that for sure is something you have to learn and to explore and to completely mess up and completely try to do better next time and word and say out loud and just actually see what happens because you cannot control the outcome so that's also really uh, an issue right for young women to or younger women than me um, to control a birth situation to control breastfeeding or to control menopause it's not possible I mean, it is possible, but then it's my point of view again. It, you don't use this phase of life to... to um, yeah, you, you miss out on something. Yeah. Whether or not, you know, it's a personal thing, whether you value what you miss out, but exactly. you definitely miss out on something that's available in that space. Yeah. Do you find... And I'm curious both for yourself and your own journey, but also from what you've seen with the women you work with, that working with grief is a core aspect of this season uh, of transition? Mm, Yeah, but maybe that's because of my teachings (laughs) and the way I frame things. It's like when the grief comes and it comes, it just comes and then you're there with it. And that's kind of something that you're aware of. Um, I mean, I had a grief process about something that I didn't even think I would be grieving. <laughs> so so yeah. I had my husband saying to me, no, I, it was, I think it was on my 50th birthday. 
my youngest son said, oh, I would love to have a little brother or sister. And then my husband, he was in the kitchen and we were preparing a, a big breakfast for me in, in honor of my birthday. And, um, and he said, but your mom can't have any more children. And I just completely broke down. And I did not have the desire to get any more kids. I did not. I mean, I was comfortable with my body, but I just need to embrace that. Okay, here it is, and I'm yeah. taking it. And my family, they were just like running towards me and holding me. And I just said to them, "Please don't ask me what is wrong. Just hold me." Hmm. And and I. It was such such a powerful thing for me. I'm, I'm really tearing up here just remembering it and talking about it. It was just like really profound for me to be able to stay in that emotion and then just breathe with it and, you know, just welcoming it, not trying to figure out, oh, did I want any more children? Is that a feeling of going into the headspace around it? Just really working with it. And then it kind of just drifted off and I did some curious inwards inquiry about it and journal about it, but it was just like something came out of it. It was just like a grief that just came in a wave. I felt it set me more free afterwards and closed a chapter, Mm. even though I did not decide to have any more children. Mm. So it was really, really powerful for me. But that I do also believe that that was it was powerful because I did my inner work with it and I see absolutely that, and I see that for my clients when especially around when the kids leave home that often correlates with the years of menopause and transition that our kids get to an age where they leave home or leave for boarding school or Mm-hmm. or whatever it's called <laughs> in Denmark a lot of kids go to school in their teens away from home for a year at least um, so I do see a grief process there and um, to figure out how are we as a family now how do we give each other the nurturing that we all need and how do we give each other the freedom that we all need to go about our different phases of life in a in a healing and yeah nurturing way so mm. there is I, I do think there's um yeah a lot of people going towards the years of transition wanting another kid wanting uh, another child but yeah that one is present for a lot of women yeah. I've worked with yeah yeah so so that is um, something we work on together and uh, yeah. um, I do these um, every second week I do these wise women council where all the, the women that's been on my course um, gather around and if they have question or need support it's like because it's like you, you cannot take a course about menopause and then yes that's it and now we're set for 7, 8, 10, 12 years <laughs> transition it's like an ongoing process and yeah and, and if if you want to go deeper you need to show up for yourself and you need to yeah 
use every yeah love that if you want to go deeper you have to show up for yourself again and again really right yeah and that is I mean that is something that comes out of listening within during these phases of our lives right it's like a female leadership that just really expands really really I mean I've never felt my leadership of myself as much as I do now and I don't mean that in a controlling way or constricting way but a really freeing way it's yeah a heartfelt coming from my feminine center coming from my inner wise woman it's like really really profound uh, mm, love that and it's so beautiful to hear that right real stories yeah of a woman like you in this season of transition, feeling this power, feeling this season of leadership in a very profound way. And it really makes me think about how embracing this season of menopause, this season of transition, also is in large part about embracing ourselves as an older woman, which I think for all of us can bring up many different feelings. And for me, it also kind of stretches into this overlap between sort of our inner world and our outer world in terms of how we're perceived from the outside, you know, we can't control, right? But in a world where one thing is how we express ourselves and live our leadership and live from our wise woman and then potentially being in a culture where we sense that it's very limiting the way women are viewed and in this case, older women. So it also feels like there's a threshold around grounding into your identity as an older woman and claiming it in a way that feels a little bit closer to what you're describing, right? Closer to feeling your power, feeling that source of leadership, feeling connected to your feminine center in a different way. Do you want to speak to that a little bit? I'd love to hear your thoughts on grounding into your identity as an older woman. Yeah, I mean, for for me, and I think also for my generation, I mean, that might, I might say something else if you, if we do this interview in 10 years. <laughs> right, yeah. But, but I think the women my age and just a bit younger, we need to word our wisdom. I mean, we need to say it out loud. We need to ask for the, in a gentle way, in a heartfelt way, we need to ask for our wisdom to be acknowledged. I think I and I think the the women, my clients who work with other women as well, we need to yeah, say things out loud that our mothers didn't say and our grandmothers didn't say and that that we didn't know about menopause. So it's it's really important for me to to say out loud so if I'm asked a question and I can feel that my ego is running and I feel insecure and I feel that, oh, I need to not say anything now, I, I think it's really important to, to say out loud, I need time. I need to go within to explore what my feelings are around this, what I think about this, what I mean about this, and I will get back to you. For me, that is claiming my voice to be heard. So so I do that a lot. 
Mm-hmm. I love that when you said ask for our wisdom to be acknowledged. Yeah. And giving that space to emerge, really. Yeah. I have two teens in my house. They're 14 and 15. So, and I remember the first time my eldest teen kind of, you know, put their eyes up so you could see the white in their eyes, like, oh, <laughs> mom. And I simply said, I, I, I noticed you did this, but I need to say to you, I don't want to see that again because I don't want every time I share my wisdom and my life experience with you, I don't want you to greet me in that way. So I want you to take responsibility for that. So, and that doesn't mean that they don't do it, but I actually ask them when they do it, not to do it again. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's, that feels really powerful. Like you claiming Yeah. yourself in yeah. giving yourself the energetic space to um, be you, be wise, be connected to yourself. And, you know, boundaries in is a very big part of this as well, right? We need to carve out a space in a world that doesn't always on their own welcome women's wisdom or women in power, embodied power. Yeah. We need to be the ones that carve it out. And that's such a beautiful example of what it means to live in that space. Yeah. And again, that's the leadership I talked about earlier. So it's like, I also need a lot more silence and a lot more time to myself. So I actually sometimes tell my family, these days I really need quiet time. I need to go to bed early. So how can we do that? So I, I'm, I don't say, oh, I'm so tired. You need to quiet down. I need to go to bed. La 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 la. It's like it's as a family. I want them to respect me and that we together find a way for me to thrive, just as. I help them thrive when they have friends over and hear loud music and have fun. Yeah. For me, it's voicing because I'm in transition and my family don't know me in that transition. So for them to get to know this new version of me, I need to show them. I need to act like what I want and, and how I feel. And I, I need to be honest with them and I need to say it out loud. Wow, I really love that. I think that's, you're speaking to something that feels really big yeah. because I'm also hearing so much respect towards yourself and not yeah. belittling what you're yeah. going through, right? The reality and the bigness of it. So you're also creating a language around what it means to support your transition in yeah. a way that's really, really respectful. And that feels really big in a world that often belittle women's seasons of transitions at any point in life yeah and I just had a client the other day that her boss said something to her that made her feel sad and she actually she actually did the inner work and was okay but anyway I kind of asked her to be curious and, and go even deeper to how it would feel if she was just to let him know that comment actually made her sad. And not any, not say anything else, just state it. Because that's that's also the only way other people around us can learn where we are. Yeah. And she was in a state of being overwhelmed. So, um, I mean, we cannot expect 
everyone we meet in our life to have an instinct knowing of where we are <laughs> and what is going on. So we need we need to say we need to say it out loud. And I remember when I first started. I mean, it is it is a kind of inner communication or transforming a, a way of communicating. I remember the first time I my head was kind of in this really big spin because I was trying to plan a conversation. I was trying to plan, I need to say this, I need to say this, I need to say this, and then he might say this, and then what should I say about this? So kind of leaving all that behind and just stating that made me feel really uncomfortable in a night, I mean, in in a tone coming from your feminine center, from your inner wisdom. Yeah. Um, not blaming, not making the other party wrong or the other part wrong or just really clean energy coming, come communicating from this, you know, eagle eye point of view or in a wise woman or whatever you call it. Yeah. Um, and that, I mean, that, what I said earlier, that gets you what you want when you communicate from this space maybe not the first time or maybe in a different way than you saw coming, but it will get you closer to to living the way you want. Yeah, absolutely. That's so powerful. That is the real yeah. sort of implemented practice of what it means to carve out a both energetic and very tangible space for you to be that woman yeah. in transition in a powerful way. And also stay like, if I feel something is wrong, that is actually enough. Yes, yes. I don't have to explain it, and I'm just not going there anymore. <laughs> it's oh my like, god! Yes, I love that you yeah. said that. Yeah, it's, it it's is like, enough. I could explain and explain and da 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 da, and oh, now I have to put in some some scientific evidence. No, it's just enough. I, I mean, I'm enough. Yes. <laughs> my, inner, my inner wise woman, she knows exactly what is right. And if she, um, I mean, if I, and that's something that is going on in my business right now, I found out just yesterday that a decision I made a couple of months ago wasn't the right one. So I am actually stepping into my leadership and saying, hm, I was wrong. Ha. Or carry on. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's it's like I'm I'm not even you know feeling anxious about telling all the women on my newsletter that <laughs> that the decision I was so proud to announce <laughs> a couple of months ago that it's not going to happen anyway. It's just because something happened yesterday that I I did get a deeper feeling of it, uh, and uh, so now I just know. I love yeah. that. And I get that deeper feeling because as I started diving into it uh, it's something that I was reorganizing in my business I it, it didn't feel right the the energetic vibe the impulse I had to change I didn't go deep enough the first time so that's what I did yesterday I got really deep and then I could see from the top of the ladder <laughs> could see where things were heading and what to do so now I'm just, yeah, taking my leadership and changing. I love it. And giving yourself a big fat permission slip to letting it be yeah. really good the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. There's something that you spoke to 
around that in your business that you have these wise woman council where your your clients gather and it made me think of community and what role that might play because I think for a lot of women this season of life is one that's often traversed on their own yeah so how have you seen community and connecting around what's present in this season of life as being a resource an anchor uh support really yeah that's number one I guess yeah (laughs) that's number one for transitioning into having a menopause like we just talked about so it's it's very interesting when I first made my course I actually asked out to a lot of women to how would you like to gather would you like to gather uh, in person or online or everybody said in person but when it comes to it it's it's kind of not happening. Um, and I think that has to do with this inward process that the transition years are all about. You're, you're, you are, you know, gearing into that autumn feeling of life. And there's so much transition going on, mind, body, and spirit. Mm-hmm. So it's like going out to sit in a circle every every second week we can't we we can't do that yeah (laughs) going out of the house maybe traveling a bit before we get there it's like just not happening so you need a lot of time and space for yourself um but still community community would would still be and i know for the 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 more the women (laughs) i support doing this phase of life the more they show up the more they they ask questions, the more profound a process it is for them. So, and I know, and I know from uh, actually scientific work that um, spiritual communities, women in spiritual communities have less physical symptoms during menopause. Yeah, there was actually a really interesting talk from a professor her name is joe brevis from the uk and she talked about how in a study where there was one group with mayan women and another group with dutch women that evidence from the mayan women were telling us that none of those women had hot flashes yeah whereas the study done on the dutch women showed that 80 percent were suffering from hot flashes and that's yeah. interesting, right? It is. Yeah. And and there's a very famous heart doctor in in the US uh, and even though this has to do with people who are having issues with their heart, um I kind of really transitioned that into working with the menopause because he's and he's into food, he's into supplements, he's into mindfulness, he's into exercise, he's into completely spiritual practices a completely holistic approach to heart uh, sick people and he said with if he should name one thing that they need to do to get well it's group consultations Mm, wow so he's he's placing that before food and medicine and mindfulness and everything and that and i mean that's that's why i think it's really it's really powerful for me as well um to dive into those councils yeah yeah that feels really powerful to take in just how big community and reaching out to each other before we reach out to the supplements the 
the hormone replacement, the pills, the whatnot, right? To um, to reach out to each other, connect around the season of life. And this is really something I think we can all learn from in terms of gathering community at every transition, every cyclic phase, because we need it. Yeah, and we need and we also need a community to a community that is able to um I mean I know a lot of communities with friends talking about menopause, but it's not in a positive way. Yes, <laughs> so, yes. So, so important. Yeah. So it's also about how you put transition phases into words and work with your yeah very what you've created is really an intentional space where there gets to be real respect and also a real support for what it means to sort of take these steps of diving deeper because it's also not just sitting down and talking about it that's one part but it's also cultivating the inner work of what that looks like so a real intentional community that fosters that which is unique (laughs) in a way yeah, and it, and it is about, and you know that as well, it's about fostering that connection to your inner self. And, and yeah. I mean, you just don't do that in a month or because you hear a couple of audios or or watch a video someone made. It's, it's, it's really unfolding through many years. Yeah, absolutely. There's one last thing that I kind of wanted to bring in to our conversation before we begin to wrap up, and that is sort of those practices that can also support us, like womb massage, yoni steaming, and the deeper energetic work with the sensual and sexual energy within your feminine center. And I wanted to touch on this because because I've worked with you, I know you've <laughs> implemented yeah. them in your in your life. But what I find also is that a lot of women that are in a sort of transition season of their life later on in their life almost think that these practices are for young women. (laughs) And they're not. These are the very practices that actually open and nourish and get you into a very deep relationship with your feminine center your whole life. So do you want to share a little bit about the impact you've seen? from supporting your feminine center in this way and doing that deeper energetic work with your sensual and sexual energy? I mean, I'm not even sure I would have been able to step into working with women in menopause and exploring this myself if if I didn't use those tools. I mean, um, and I know the sessions I had with you, right? It's, it's, you you forced me to <laughs> and lovingly <laughs> sure for sure and it, it's it's yeah and I I know a lot of women that feel very spiritual but but it's bypassing it because they're not grounding it in their body and feminine center mm-hmm. and inner wisdom so it's it's you you cannot make that inner wisdom flower within you or foster it if you do not use some sort of practice to to go deeper in your body than just your head yeah 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 that's so powerful the way you you spoke to how it's that embodiment piece it's not about being spiritual at all it's really carving out the very pathways 
in your physical body for this to be a very real tangible experience yeah and that's very valuable at any point in your life at any transition because we want to live and lead from our inner woman our whole life right and it's very very nourishing very beautiful to really feel the effects of how opening our our bodies up in this way can really impact us it's huge yeah and it, it, and again it's something that we all of us have to learn to stay connected with that part of our body and focus on intentionally focusing on also just the physical part of our body and and the physical sexual energy as well um and i also think i i I felt into using the practices that you teach that the, the cyclic sexual energy and and my my relationship to my partner, the sexual relationship with my partner, it's like seeing that as cyclic as well <laughs> as before. Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't think we have enough sex, uh, blah, 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 the voice inside going on about that. And uh, why don't I feel attracted to, to him? Why don't blah 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 blah? Why don't I have desires? Blah 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 blah. Um, so it's completely different when when the the ground or the essence is fostering that connection with your physical with that physical part yeah. of your body that your feminine represents. So something completely different happens in your energy and 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 that's. And I find it to be a spiritual practice because I think that's what's opening up for me when I connect deep into my body. It's like it opens up the space for my wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> and that intuition and and that inner voice I want to go with and I want to take actions from. Um, I mean, it wasn't that the first couple of times that did the Yoni's team. It was like, <laughs> oh herbs do I need to use uh, is it the correct herbs or do I need other herbs and oh, all that practical stuff yeah it is um, yeah you got to carve out those pathways to really yeah. come into relation with something that's there and it starts practical and then you you know the pathways open up and you come into very real contact with a different part of yourself that's been there all along and that's the very work of my mentoring programs this is what we dive into what it really means to open up your womanly landscape and really open up the energy pathways of your feminine center in a very tangible way. And the effects are huge. This is why I love working with yeah. the pelvic bowl. The effects are yeah. so huge in yeah. every area of your life. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. And it's, you know, you it's juicy, so you want to do it, which yeah. helps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and then again, you, you need to, a bit you I mean you you need in the in the beginning I needed to schedule it and oh I don't have time for this today. Yes, I do because I'm committed to to feeling and and curious about how will this be for me. I mean it's so it's not about doing Yonasteam once or twice. It's like really getting into a process of, of exploring it for a longer period of time. And yeah. And that's a I mean, that's how I feel the, the Yoni steam helps to go deeper. Yeah. So now, now I'm there. The steam is on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love it. Yeah. 
Thank you so, so much for coming on today, Greta. It's been really amazing to talk with you. And I really love seeing the impact you're having with the women you work with. Do you want to share a little bit about how people can find out more about your work? Yeah, I mean, right now I am only doing the work in Danish, but I am actually planning on doing it in English. But uh, I know my inner wise woman will let me let you all know that it will be some months before that is ready. But um, you can subscribe to my newsletter. Um, I mean, that is actually where I'm the most active. And that's also because I find menopause to be a really private matter. So I do share some things on Instagram sometimes, but it's it's really on my newsletter and uh, in my blogs um, that I share the most about my work. And um, yeah, so um, yeah, on my webpage, gretalos.dk. And um, yeah, that's where I'm at. Beautiful. And I'll I'll definitely have the link in the show notes for for people to find you. And I've actually got a quote here that I want to end with. It's a quote from the book Traditional Chinese Medicine for Women, Reflections of Moon on the Water. And I think it sums up at least part of our juicy conversation today. And it says, in cultures where menopausal women are accorded value, there's less likelihood of difficulties. Symptoms may be experienced but are interpreted differently. They are not seen as problems that require treatment. Rather, they may be viewed as indicators of the arrival of a new and respected phase of life. These are two different energetic responses. The symptoms may be the same, but it is our response, our interpretation of them that changes. So with that... I want to encourage all of us, including myself, for us to be the women that value the cyclic seasons of perimenopause and menopause, value this season of transition, and together begin to create a new story that includes being an older woman in a way that feels valuable, beautiful, respectful, sensual, juicy, all the things, (laughs) powerful. So with that, we'll end our conversation today. And thank you so much for listening to another episode. If you have a topic that you'd like me to bring up on the CycleWise podcast, head over to my website to get in touch with me. And as usual, all the links and resources for this episode are in the show notes. Thank you for joining us on this episode of CycleWise. If you'd like to share a comment or a question related to this episode, please visit the episode link in the show notes where you can submit your feedback or question, as well as read comments from other women listening with you. We're so much stronger together. I'm Indigo Moon Anamark. Until next time, I'm sending you love from my inner woman to yours.